It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself in a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 244, Quantum, the podcast that looks at news and views from throughout the world from a Christian point of view, but open to all. And normally we look at events throughout the world. Today we're going to look at one event which has significant and enormous implications for the rest of the world. And that is the, well, it's, it's this event. And I, I do need to warn you before we play any of this, um, a lot of this is very distressing. I find this extremely distressing. We start with breaking news coming out of Nashville in the United States. A woman has shot dead at least six people at a private Christian primary school. A number of children are thought to be among the dead. The gunwoman herself has been killed. The police gave this update a very short time ago. We know at this point that this shooter is a female. Uh, she appears to be in her teens, although her identification has not been confirmed at this juncture. We know that she was armed with at least two assault-type rifles and a handgun. Well, let's cross live now and speak to Freddie O'Connor. That's the awful situation, the evil of what has happened in Nashville. Three children and three adults left dead in a school, a Christian school, attacked by somebody who deliberately targeted them. This was a, a, a targeted, it was a hate crime. Um, the three children, Everin Deakhouse, William Kenny, and Haley Skuggs, the daughter of Covenant Presbyterian Church senior pastor, Chad Skuggs. Uh, I think before he was there, I remember being in that church, uh, and I remember that school. And it's just, the, the tragedy is just unspeakable. And we need to be very careful about how we speak because I think uh, the, the tendency is even to bring events like this into culture wars. And we don't want to do that. We're trying to look at this from a, um, a Christian perspective. And I, and I would say this also, that um, we're going to look at issues throughout the world through the filter that's, that's shown through this as well. The adult victims, by the way, were the head of the school, Catherine Kuntz, age 60, the substitute teacher, Cynthia Peake, and the custodian, Mike Hill. Um, the head teacher was incredibly brave. On the Zoom call, she ran towards the shooter. And by the way, she trained her pupils. One of the wee girls pulled the alarm. Um, the police arrived within 14 minutes and uh, they... Uh, I think th that training saves so many lives and the police coming so quickly saves so many lives. But it's just so sad. It's just so sad. It, it's, I've been thinking about it for the past two days. And do you know what? There's a song that sums up how I feel. Uh, here's part of it. I can't believe the news today. I can't close my eyes, make it go away How long, how long must we sing this song? How long, how long? Tonight, we can be as one Tonight, 
Broken bottles under children's feet Bodies strewn across the dead end street But I won't heed the battle call It puts my back on my back up against the wall yet begun There's many lost but tell me who has won Trenches dug within our hearts Mothers, children, brothers, sisters torn apart Sunday bloody Sunday Sunday bloody Sunday That's U2's Sunday Bloody Sunday, which it, it's a song about the, the Bloody Sunday riots. And when they sang that, it's on the film Rattle and Hum, on their album Rattle and Hum. And when they did that, it was the day after Inniskillen. And it's one of the most powerful performance you will, performances you will ever see. There's many a loss, but tell me who has won. Trenches dug within our hearts. And... You know, he talks about the victory Jesus has won. It, it, is, a, it is a song of pain. It's a song of hope. It's, it's just a perfect song for this. But anyway, let's go and look at some of the issues. And, and the first issue we're going to look at is, and I'll tell you what we are going to cover. We're, we are going to cover the question of guns. We are going to cover the question of media and politicians and police. Uh, we're going to cover the question of education and of women and of the church. Um and our response in that regard. But we'll start with transgender. Now, why do we do that? Well, it was strange when the BBC Radio Scotland mentioned it first, they mentioned that the person who committed this crime, and to be honest, I have no intention of mentioning her name because in, in light of what Jacinda Ardern did at the, the Christchurch massacre, I, I think maybe one of the reasons that people do these things is so that they become famous. and. I prefer just to leave that. Um, but uh, the Beauty Scotland said that this woman was a female shooter, and I thought that was quite strange because of 130 mass shootings, as they're called, only three have been by females. And then they announced it was trans, and initially I thought, well, the way that they were describing it, it sounded like it was a man who was now a trans woman. But then it turns out it was a woman who wanted to be a man. And th this is where, in our culture, all this stuff gets so confusing. The, the, the media didn't know what to do. They were accused of misgendering someone, and at the same time, they seemed very keen to state that this was uh, a woman. Now, there's, there's all kinds of speculation about what this involves. And again, as I said at the beginning, we need to be very careful. So some people would argue this is an impact of 
the trans propaganda, testosterone and so on. Others on the other side argue it's a reaction to the banning of puberty blockers for children in Tennessee. Now, what I would say about this is that the transgender movement as a whole, and again, you have to be really careful. I'm not talking about individual transgender people. And there are transgender people who are utterly opposed to the violent aspects. But within the transgender movement, there is a, a real tendency towards violence, as we've seen throughout this week. So you'll find language which is violent language and encourages violent. So I've seen several posters for the Transgender Day of Vengeance or transgender children are taught and young people are taught that literal Nazis are committing genocide against trans people. I've been accused of that myself for arguing against puberty blockers. You're guilty of genocide. Now it's concerning that there have been several mass shooters who are transgender. Colorado Springs last year, Denver in 2019, uh, Aberdeen uh, in Maryland in 2018. I think you've got a combination of a whole lot of different factors coming in here. But one of them is the violence and the deprecation of the body that occurs within transgender ideology. So here, for example, um, is a clip of a group of women in Hyde Park in London seeking to speak up for women's rights. And they, are, they have been confronted by a large crowd of trans, transgender activists. Uh, and the police have allowed all this to happen. But just listen to this. Do you hear the cry there? The only good Nazi is a dead one. To be opposed to transgender is to be a Nazi. The only good Nazi is a dead one. Now, this is not just being chanted by a mob. There's a professor at Michigan University who's now been suspended, thankfully, Stephen Shaviro, who taught English and film studies at Wayne State University in Detroit, said that it was ineffective for students to simply protest speakers they disagree with because that gives the orators publicity and validation. This is what he said. I, I didn't believe this. I thought this was a spoof, but it's not a spoof. This is a paid by the taxpayer government employee saying this to young people. Although I do not advocate violating federal and state criminal codes, I think it is far more admirable to kill a racist, homophobic or transphobic speaker than it is to shout them down. It's better to kill them than to shout them down. Wow. Do you know, in Auckland, there was a massive demonstration against uh, the woman known as Posey Parker or her real name, Kelly J. Keane. It is really frightening to, to see what happened there. I've just discovered that a 70-year-old woman who, who was there at that protesting along with Kelly Jean, she was so brutally assaulted, she now has a fractured skull. Wow. I mean, there, there's a, a, a podcast, uh, the Spike podcast or Brendan O'Neill podcast on Spike where um, Kelly J. Keene speaks and you, uh, the, the whole episode is absolutely fascinating. I'll put a link to it, but I strongly recommend listening to it. But here's a little bit of it. And it looked absolutely terrifying. You're now back in Britain. How are you? Are you okay? Are you still shaken or, or are you on the mend from that awful experience? 
I guess at the moment everything feels like there's I've just watched it mm. and I've got some recollection of it um but I have watched it since and um I realize how like terrifying it was but I also look at the women around me protecting me and the security and I think they saved my life and I don't think they all got out unscathed by any stretch so I'm just minded that whilst I'm the person that everyone's talking about, there were a lot of women that were injured that day and it's it's just an absolute blight on New Zealand and the rest of us, really, uh, the rest of the countries that are allowing this stuff to manifest. Yeah, and um, I want to ask you about those women because I've seen a new angle on the... She feared for her life. No wonder. She absolutely feared for her life. It's just extraordinary. Now, you see, this is coming back to this Nashville thing, the misgendering thing, the five times misgendered. I, I saw a post from someone who is strongly objecting, uh, again, a professional person in education, strongly objecting to the student, the female student who, who killed these children, to them being dead named, to them being called by their pre-trans name and said, I'm sad and angry. I don't care about dead naming. Be sad and angry about the dead kids. The trans just, transgender resistance movement, and note the language in their title, said hate has consequences, as though they were blaming the church or the school for that. And it was funny, a lot of American media started stressing how much, how concerned they were for the trans. It was really quite extraordinary. And so let me say, something about the media but before we do that that's that's a lot of heavy stuff so I think of Nashville I think of music I remember visiting Keith Getty there and I think the house across was this lovely lady Emmy Lou Harris and uh, let's just hear a little bit of her music and I don't want to hear a sad story full of heartbreak and desire the last time I felt like I was in the wilderness and the canyon was on fire And I stood on the That's Boulder to Birmingham. I would rock my soul in the bosom of Abraham. I would hold my life in his saving grace. 
I would walk all the way from Boulder to Birmingham if I thought I could see, I could see your face. You know, country music's actually very good for expressing uh, sadness as well as joy. But here's about the media. This is the first time I can ever recall media being sympathetic to a mass shooter and media doing victim blaming. Now, not all the media, much of the media didn't, but some did. Now, if this had been a white supremacist or a so-called Christian nationalist, they would have been all over it for that reason. But because it was a transgender person who's, uh, I think it was her memo, not her memo, or a manifesto has not been published yet. And trans groups don't want it to be published because it's clear this is where this is coming from. But for example, there was an American TV station within six hours, I think it was within six hours, not maybe 12 hours, after this murder, they went to a local church to praise its welcome for LGBTs. The real victims here. Do you see what they were doing? They're implying that Nashville Christians brought this on themselves by being orthodox, i.e. teaching what the Bible says on LGBT. Now we see the media, it's quite astonishing that the media in Australia, with the exception, I will say with the exception of the Australian and Sky News, have been an utter disgrace over Posey Parker uh, coming here. I need to start calling her her proper name, uh, Kelly J. Keane. For example, in New Zealand, they actually blurred a film of her hand when she was adjusting a zip, being interviewed, saying she was making a white power symbol. And this was so shocking, they said, that they had to blur it. Now, somebody's got hold of that film and the reality is it was not a white power symbol at all, but they just made it up. The ABC decided that they would call her and the people who were going to these rallies anti-trans, not fighting for women's rights. And numerous of them here are called far, not, far right. Now, that is so dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Because you go back to kill a Nazi. You know, if you start calling people Nazis, and people think, well, it's okay to kill a Nazi, you are inciting hatred and violence. And the media here have really done that really badly. As I say, there have been exceptions. Okay, let's consider this aspect of the police. Uh, but before we do that, again, let's go to Nashville. This is George Strait under the weight of the badge. It's gonna be a long one, another graveyard shift. As he says goodbye to his wife and kids. It's been his life, just like his dad's. Driving away under the weight of the badge. He's seen it all in his 15 years Watching our backs, facing our fears Lord knows it ain't no easy task Keeping us safe under the weight of the badge He swore that oath to protect and serve Pours his heart and soul into both those words. Lays his life on the line. And the line he walks is razor fast. 
You know, I, I don't watch videos of these things, but I did watch a bit of the police going in and um, you have to admire several things. One, how quick they were. Two, how courageous they were. They did not know. This, this was not uh, that school in Florida where they just hung around and waited outside. They went in at the risk of their own life. Uh, and you really, really have to admire that. Um, I feel really sorry for so many of the police in the United States. And then in New Zealand, it is astonishing what the police did, or rather what they didn't do. They let Kelly J. Keane be mobbed. And I mean literally mobbed. If you see it all, she was really in fear of her life. In Melbourne, the police let the Nazis through. Uh, and there's all kinds of conspiracy theories about this, but I, I find this just extraordinary that they let these men dressed in black with black masks and Kelly J. Keene thought they were Antifa because that's what often happens at her protests and they weren't. They were a far right group, a Nazi group, and they did their, you know, Nazi salute. And then, of course, that was all in the papers. And then uh, the women whose rally they invaded were accused of being Nazis. In New Zealand, again, coming back to the police there, they interrogated her. When she came into the airport, they put her in a room and they interrogated her. I mean, it's absolutely shameful what happened in New Zealand. On the other hand, as I said, the police in Nashville have to be highly commended. Let's talk about the politicians. I'm going to go back to um, Victoria first. Here is John Pesuto, the leader of the opposition. Now, it's called the Liberal Party here, but for American and UK listeners, that means the kind of Conservative or Republican Party. Well, this is him speaking. I'm very proud to lead the Victorian Liberal Party in this parliament, and I can say, uh, as I said to all of you last week, the Liberal Party of Victoria under my leadership will be an inclusive, welcoming, engaging political party for all people, no matter what their background, no matter what their sexual preference, no matter what their race or ethnicity, political views. Uh, we will listen and engage with people right across the board. That's the Liberal Party I want to lead. And today marks a turning point where we are on the road to achieving that in the lead up to the 2026 election in a few years time. This is part of a change in culture that I want to secure for our party. Now, why is he saying that? He's using all the language, all the woke language. We're an inclusive party. It's, a, it's complete rubbish, by the way, because he's saying that because he was disciplining one of his MPs, who's actually a Presbyterian woman, by the way, um, who had gone along to the women's rally. And in disciplining her, he cited as his evidence that uh, Kelly J. Keene was a known associate of far right. Now, that is not true. He cited literally from Wikipedia. He knew nothing. But you see, he's so desperate to be seen as inclusive that he's prepared to exclude people who campaign for women's rights, to exclude Christians, you know, he says a welcome, engaging party for all people, no matter what their political views. That's nonsense. If you are a conservative party, you, you don't welcome socialists or communists into your party. Likewise, if you're a socialist party, you don't welcome conservatives into your party. I, what about a Christian who actually believes the Bible? It seems that Mr. Brasuto doesn't welcome them. And that's the problem here with politicians, because politicians are... Some, again, not all, but they are responsible for some of what has been going on. So again, let me go to Victoria. Um, in Victoria, if 
you as a parent fail to medically transition your child within a few weeks of having a gender identity um, consultation, you can face criminal sanctions of up to 10 years, including jail, for refusing to let your teenage daughter, for example, have her breast chopped off, for refusing to let your child have puberty blockers. You are guilty of conversion therapy. We've been here before, but you've got to see where this is all going. And then think, I'm, I'm thinking of politicians in Australia, the Americans, you sort yourselves out. Um, the Green Senator in Hobart, several politicians in Hobart went on a, a, a demonstration which was really, again, a mob, shouting hatred. Uh, one Green Senator in Hobart said something which I can't repeat because it's so rude, but he said this in Parliament, but he also called her a turd, called Kelly Jean uh, Keane a turd. Lydia Thorpe, the, the Green Senator, the Federal Green Senator here, attempted to, I think it looked like she was going to assault, and actually said, get that thing. Now you talk about dehumanizing. I said I wasn't gonna say anything about American politicians, but th this is, for me, I, again, I, did, I couldn't believe this, but this did happen. Here is President Joe Biden. My name is Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband, and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. John, we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. As considering the moment, um, we were, we were a told that the shooting that just happened uh, left three children dead, uh, three adults dead, shooters dead, and we were told he would be addressing this off the top. Yeah, it's uh, rather surprising. I thought that a somber President Biden would have come to the podium here and addressed the school shooting. Wow. Now, the point was this. The TV stations had been told President Biden is going to make a... Uh, a speech about the Nashville tragedy. And they cut to it, and there he was joking about the girls at the back, joking about chocolate ice cream and so on. I mean, later on, he does the somber face stuff. But you just think, what are you doing, man? It's really quite extraordinary. Do you know, if that had been Donald Trump, that would have been plastered all over the world's newspapers. But I just desperately sad, desperately, desperately sad. Okay, we're going to say something about guns now. We have to come to this. And, but first of all, listen to this. I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite here, but it's not. I'll explain why I'm saying it. I don't like guns. I would ban assault weapons in a second. I, we can go on and on about the gun control that we need in this country. And I always tell people, don't get guns. It'll make you less safe. I'm going to make an exception here for trans people. They are actually in danger. They have had hundreds of laws passed against them. They have right-wing media ginning up fear against them 24-7. They are targeted more than any other group in America. And if anyone should get guns, it should be trans Americans, okay? Because I'm worried for them. I'm worried that the right-wing lunatics are going to attack them as they have over and over again. And by the way, it's not just right-wing lunatics. Other people attack trans folks as well. That is Senk Uger of the Young Turks. Um, and what he's doing as an uber left-wing liberal 
he's urging trans people to go out and get guns. Uh, it's just incredible. Now, I, I don't understand this obsession with guns, and maybe this is a cultural thing, but I just don't get it. As a Christian, I don't get it. Um, there have been 1.5 mass shootings per day so far in 2023. It's a nation of 332 million people. There are 350 million firearms. Now, this woman who did the shooting, she visited five different stores buying a total of seven weapons, including two assault rifles. Now, fair enough, if you, if you say I need a gun to protect my family, I understand having a handgun. Why do you need assault rifles? Why do you need machine guns? Why do, why do you need five different weapons? That for me is the problem. And I really do wish, I, I, I just, maybe someone can explain it to me, some of you here from America. Why is your right to have as many arms as you want, why is that so important? I, I'm very, very happy to live in a country where I'm not allowed to own a gun. And of course I know that bad guys will still get guns and I know it's not as simple as that. And there's so many different things that can be said, but I still, I just can't get around this. Um, I, I don't expect to see shootings here. All right, let's hear a little bit more music. You would have never learned the words to amazing grace. Never felt the chill of a pew in your lost faith. Well, blood, sweat, and tears wouldn't mean a thing. If you didn't strike out a couple hundred times. If you never hit rock bottom, never cussed the sky. Changed your life if you never had a days, if you never had a heartbreak, never had more than you can take. You're carried away a life on your shoulders. Would you feel like you earned it? Would you live with a purpose? Forever known your own strength if you never had a That is Brantley Gilbert. Uh, never had hard days. Um, it's hard days. You know, I do want to say something about education because the school, I think it's a wonderful thing that happens. I think the number of Christian churches that have schools is so important. I think what they teach and the benefit they give is so important. And I think education is so important. And it's going to be so more and more and more as we face more hard days. Why? Because in the state education system, in the United Kingdom, in Australia, in America, our children are being indoctrinated into this ideology, which, as I've already tried to indicate, disorientates. I think it leads to violence. It certainly causes so much disruption and harm. 
Now again, let me stress, this is not to critique or to demonize individual trans people. There are people who have gender identity disorder who need help and support. That's not the issue. The issue is what is taught our children. And if our children are being taught that either their body doesn't matter or it's just how they feel or that they can change gender, then there's, there's a whole range of problems with that. And then there's another issue. Um, let me give you some Dolly Parton. I can see you're disappointed by the way you look at me And I'm sorry that I'm not the woman you thought I'd be Yes, I've made my mistakes But listen and understand Mistakes are no worse than yours Just because I'm a woman So when you look at me Don't feel sorry for yourself Then we'll both know where we stand My mistakes are no worse than yours Just because I'm a woman Now a man will take a good girl And he'll ruin her That's one of our lesser known songs, Just Because I'm a Woman. Uh, for me, the number one issue in all of this is the protection of children. But I do have to say this, that I think very close behind it is the protection of women. I think what is happening to women is astonishing. I have seen women in Australia, I've watched in this past week and in New Zealand, being assaulted with, in my view, the connivance of the police just for standing up for women's rights. That's utterly astonishing. I've seen women be called Nazis for standing up for women's rights, and largely by men, not entirely. And I think it's very important, uh, this, I, I mean, I really, I'm not just saying this, I really do feel this. I, I think that men need to step in and try and help here. Okay, um, let me finish by saying something about the church. Where does all this come in and what's the hope in all of this? Because this is, to me, indicating some of the disintegration that's occurring, not only in American society, but in other societies as well. So the Daily Mail, for example, said that the Nashville mass shooter was rejected by her Christian parents who couldn't accept she was gay and trans. Wow. Do you see what's happening there? Again, it's almost like victim blaming. If only you were more open, this kind of thing wouldn't happen. And then there's the whole question of federal hate crime. I, I can't understand why President Biden and others have been so reluctant to call this a hate crime. A Christian school was targeted. Believe you me, if this had been a gay nightclub, or if this had been an Islamic school, or if this had been a Jewish school, 
This, there's no question this would have been seen as a hate crime. But because it was a Presbyterian school, they won't say it's a hate crime. And do you know what that message sends out to people? It says it's, it's open house on Christians. I think it was uh, Jared Oliphant who, who put out this message. I have to admit, this broke something in me. When you start killing kids and targeting institutions because they're religious in the name of an ideology and the media ignores the root problem, something is deeply, horrendously wrong with this culture. Indeed it is. Another time that something was horrendously wrong was 9-11 when all that happened and the shock of that. And I do want to play you just a little bit of this from The Who. It won't get fooled again. Um, and it's at the concert they did for New York after 9-11. Just listen to this, this last bit. anger and that pain I think I really feel. Incidentally, in terms of won't get fooled again, although the Nashville thing has preoccupied my mind so much and hard, um, what's going on in Scotland is absolutely devastating for me. Humza Yousaf has been elected as the um, First Minister of Scotland and within two days I'm already watching him wrecking my country. It's just, I can't even begin to explain uh, what's happening. I've written some articles and you can go and see it. Um, I was going to play you some other more light-hearted stuff, but you, don't, you know, to be honest, um, we'll, we'll do that next week. Time has gone, and we do need to reflect on all of this. And I, I, as we conclude, let me say this. Brendan O'Neill said that Kelly Jane Keane was someone who went to the front line and was prepared to put her head above the parapet. Well, that is true. And I just want to know where we are as Christians, if we're prepared to do that. Now, I, again, I'm not talking about engaging in the culture wars. I'm not talking about particular political points. I'm not talking about demonizing the other. I'm talking about proclaiming the truth. I'm talking about defending, as, as Kelly J. Keene is doing, is defending women. I'm talking about defending women, defending children, defending the poor. I'm talking about being able to see what's going on in the culture and to love the sinner but hate the sin. And I'm talking about us being the church in the midst of the darkness and not playing games with people's lives. And I'm talking about us proclaiming the gospel. All right, there's a lot there we need to think about, but I'm telling you that in rejecting God, this is where we're heading. This kind of disintegration, this kind of abuse, this kind of violence, this kind of hatred. 
And we need to return to God. And those of us who are Christians, we need to show love even to our enemies. Maybe especially to our enemies. But we need to stand for truth. We need to protect our children. We need to call on the Lord in prayer. We need to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Next week, we'll return to normal. Hopefully see you then. You can write and let me know any of your thoughts on this. Write and let me know any news. A lot of stuff we've held back because of this this week. Um, you, uh, thanks to Peter for producing this. And if you want to support us on the Podbean fundraiser, please do so because we do need to pay for doing this. And I hope you are blessed by it. So, um, friend of mine, Keith Getty, I'll call him that, he is a friend, uh, lives in Nashville. And uh, he did this wonderful version of Psalm 130. I've been using it for the Pray for Scotland videos I've been doing, which just finished this week. And we're going to leave you with this. Um, it's the old Scottish metrical version to Martyrs and then their interpretation in the middle of that. And I, I, I can't think of a better way to put it. Lord, from the depths to you I cried. Lord, from the depths. When someone, when a woman is going around shooting nine-year-old kids because they go to a Christian school, the depths, it's the depths. Oh Lord, have mercy. And we cry out to him because that surely is the only solution. Bye.